the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Christ is life unborrowed and underived. And John will say, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. Christ is the light that created the world, according to the Bible. That is Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. And as a reminder, you can always turn into the live worship service held every Saturday at 11 o'clock and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You're most welcome to be our guest, either online or in person. The name of today's broadcast with Pastor Michael Oxentenko is entitled The Snake and the Lady. That's The Snake and the Lady. And today we bring you the second part of that broadcast. We brought the first portion to you the last time we were together. And remember, you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. Here's Pastor Mike. God didn't say that stuff the serpent came up with. He talked about real freedom, that you have a broad expanse of this place. The serpent insinuated that God had forbidden Eve to eat from any tree in the garden. And thus God's commandment from the perspective of the serpent took away her freedom when in reality God's word, God's commandment gave her freedom and gave them freedom in the garden. Satan insinuated that she had already disobeyed She'd already disobeyed and reasonable God because she'd eaten already something in the garden. And because she'd eaten something in the garden, she was already out of sync with him. So why pay attention to him anyway? What a ridiculous God he is. That's how Satan works. He comes to us in life offering his version of wisdom and what we eat and drink. He offers evolutionary science, secular philosophy and cosmology. Without God in it. I was listening to Roger Penrose yesterday being interviewed by Jordan Peterson, psychologist from Canada. Roger Penrose, as you know, got the Nobel Prize for cosmological science and also for work on black holes, along with Stephen Hawking advancing his work. Probably the Einstein of our time is Roger Penrose. He's done magnificent research in quantum mechanics that affects the nature of consciousness. And just a brilliant mathematical mind. I enjoy listening to him. But he doesn't believe in God. You know, these guys are trying to find a way for the universe to invent itself out of a quantum uncertainty. So if you can get an equation that says it can come into existence on its own, who needs God? Well, that's the devil's kind of system. You leave God out of the mix. And then there's raw and perverted entertainment in movies. Let's face it. I mean, we have so little time left on planet Earth here, don't we? Shouldn't we be in our Bibles, studying the spirit of prophecy, sharing our faith, growing, repenting, getting closer to God, not further away from God? These things get in the way. Live stream programming that lures you in so that Satan's wisdom replaces God's word in your life. This is the stuff that comes at us. So he offers you alcohol and drugs and compromise here and there with little sins in your life. I was once 
in the home of a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. And I opened up the refrigerator, and there was every kind of alcohol inside the refrigerator. I thought, man, if they cook it, it evaporates. But it wasn't there for cooking because you could see the wine glasses kind of in the same area. Yeah, it's amazing how when God says don't do something, we invent the way you can do it, and we call it social drinking. I used to drink as a young person a lot. I got drunk every weekend until I got baptized. And praise God for being baptized. It helped me. So I'm not speaking down to anybody. I think I destroyed half my brain cells so my IQ's reduced. And I wish I could get them back. I talked to my children, and boy, they're smarter than me. It's because I blew it. I also chewed on those lead sinkers when I was fishing as a kid. So who knows what's going on. They've done blood tests, and I have high lead toxicity in my system. So if I look a little out of it every now and then, that's why. But God's word was clear that you may eat freely of every tree of the garden but one. With the many good things in the garden, Adam and Eve were free to eat and enjoy the good that God had given them. I'm a firm believer that Adventist cooks ought to cook food real good. Now, we have great cooks here. And I've seen some of the food. Now, it's simple because of COVID, but it's good stuff. But the one bad thing in the garden at the serpent tree, God said, stay away and don't eat from that one tree. That's how Satan comes to us in life. I remember a long discussion with a young man in my family that I had who died from alcohol and drug abuse. He told me how beers made him feel good at the end of a long day. Another family member of mine convinced him that it was a good thing to drink socially like he did. A member of our church family member undermining our teachings from the scripture. It made me sick to see it and hear it. I explained to this younger man in my family that God's word tells us to stay away from this kind of thing or it can destroy us. He kept reasoning with me, a little isn't going to hurt you. It's not much alcohol. It's just a little. I said, please stay away from it. It's wrecked our family's life. My grandfather died an alcoholic. I struggled with this as a young person. By God's grace, I escaped it. It gets you. I have American Indian genes in me, and I'm telling you, it's there with that. Proverbs 20, verse 1. Here's the verse. Now, this is the word of God, not Pastor Mike. Wine is a what? What does it say? It's a mocker. Uh, That's why we should get it out of our cabinets. Strong drink is what? Raging. Now, notice what else it says. Whoever is... Deceived thereby is not wise. You want to take the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? You just start socially drinking your home. You're into it. You're at the serpent's tree. Get away from there. You know, somebody said, well, isn't that dogmatic? No, it's what God is saying. He's speaking to us in his word. I shared with him that I used to drink, but when I was a boy, God saved me from it. I was baptized. I took on the principles of our church, which are scriptural. It's made a difference in my life. I taught my kids to stay away from this, and boy, they better never mess with it, because I don't care if they're grown up. Dad is coming down their neck if they do. I was prone to addiction early on, and I have stood by the casket of this precious family member, my brother, who died because of this stuff. So don't tell me this is a neutral topic in the church. I told him of the things it makes you do that are shameful and how it lowers your moral worth and character and corrupts you and takes away your desire for things of God. I pled with him. But then it became an addiction. Then I tried to help him. He said it helps to relieve my stress. He got a lot more stress from this stuff 
than he did from working hard. I feel good when I drink, Mike. Come on, Mike. I said it's a bridge to losing your moral will, your self-worth, for falling into the hands of Satan. Every gift you have can be snatched away by compromise with this. Please don't drink for your family's sake and mine and yours. He kept reasoning with me, and I kept pointing him to God's word. And it is what it is. What seemed prudent and wise stung and killed him in the end. And it hurt me too. It hurt all of us. Friend, the serpent has a sting for everything he offers you. It's his kind of foolhardy wisdom and food and life. God is calling on a generation to be pure and Christ-like and focused in the Word of God at the time of the end. Our kids need to have the highest ideal, not this watered-down, compromised mush that makes them people of non-moral worth in the time in which they live. Our kids are invested with abilities and talents that are beyond belief. I got a card in the mail from a young girl this past week. My wife and I, actually a couple weeks ago, my wife and I had an influence on her as mentors She lives in the community, has lived in the community, lives a little further out now. She belongs to a different Christian church and faith tradition than ours as Seventh-day Adventists. And she would come to our home and we would sit together. She would talk about her issues and her challenges. We'd listen, we'd pray together, we'd cook for her there, just treating her as she deserved to have as a good friend. We attended her wedding and we gave her gifts and we rejoiced in her marriage like she was one of our kids. I believe... That God has called upon us to interact with people outside of our church faith tradition. I had a preacher just recently tell me, Pastor Mike, I don't go anywhere unless it's a Seventh-day Adventist church. Well, I said, I go there all the time. I'll go to a Sunday-keeping church on Sunday to get to know Sunday people. I'll visit where they work. I'll pray for them. I'll make them my friends. Because I don't think I'm so high and mighty that I can't learn something from somebody else, nor so high and mighty that they can't be my friend. We were meant to be the salt of the earth, not some self-righteous stooge sitting at the top of some mountain of perfection, acting like nobody else knows anything. You got me going. We interacted. She's a lovely person. Now, this card that came in the mail, she wrote on the back of it, thanks for your wisdom and friendship. Boy, that felt good. Both of you have been a blessing to me throughout the years. Love you guys, Danielle. And she wrote Romans 12.2 on her card to us. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Danielle would come to our home and sit at our table for long hours and talk about her challenges, of her desires and dreams for God and herself, of her mission trips with her church, of her hope to have a future and a life that is happy with a family honoring God, in spite of her challenges, which are huge. She had some amazing challenges in life, but her amazing faith and love for God's word met them all as she surrendered to mentoring and to Christian counseling and to just simply doing the right thing. I'm grateful for every prayer we offered at the table for her and for her, for her giftedness, her fellowship as a young person. She attended our church sometimes, not a lot, but sometimes. She came to visit us here. She's following Christ as she understands it. Now she has a husband who loves her. Two beautiful children who are happy. And she's a woman of God who is pure and wise, who seeks to share Jesus Christ with others as best she can. I mean, no top-down program of soul winning. She just came up with this idea. It's on the card she sent me. On the front of the card, 
She sent us her family picture. The card reads, pray for us, unity and purity. That's the theme of a ministry she's starting and her husband. And I really like what it says just beneath those words. It reads in smaller print, to call the church to unity and purity so that every believer is equipped and active in the role of fulfilling the Great Commission. Wouldn't that be a great thing for us to do? These are not Seventh-day Adventist Christians. The Holy Spirit is moving throughout the Christian world today. We should be at the forefront of unity and purity and godliness in the evangelical Christian setting, not behind the times. They're starting a ministry for unity and purity, and they love Christ, and they have that family happy picture. Danielle is just so pretty. This lady is wise. She's married to a wise man. Together they have a family, a young millennial family that's dedicated to God, that is pure for his glory. Because they listen to his word, they pray together, and they make a difference as best they can. The picture of them both together on this card is beautiful to me. I hope my children will fulfill the same ideal in their homes as they make choices for God and not the world. You see, no to the wrong tree, yes to the right stuff. Danielle and Justin celebrate unity that comes because they are both submitted to Jesus Christ. They're not fighting in their home. They're together because they share the same values. Awesome stuff in these young people. And their good choices, focused around God's word, has removed the foolishness out of their family, out of their entertainment life, and they're about eternal things. I confess to you today that I would rather be a fool for God than wise to the world that is literally going to hell like a freight train because it has no place for the wisdom of God. Let me be a fool for Jesus if that's how the world looks at it. I would rather be a fool to the world because of the good gospel message. It seems too simple to be true. I'd rather take the Ten Commandments as they read as a description of God's character and try to implement them or bring them into my life to teach it to others without being pharisaical or virtue signaling and thus be considered a fool in this world. I'd rather cast my lot with fools who follow Christ than hook my cart to the wise philosopher, the slick theologian of this world who follows the devil's ideas straight to the fire at the end of the millennium. Friend, God is calling on a generation of courage to live a life of unity and purity. What do you say? What do you say? Let's be fools together. Michael Card has a song like that. Let's be God's own fool. Let's be fools together with Jesus and follow Jesus, the fool as far as the world is concerned, the leader of such fools whose wisdom is the foolishness for the world but the fruit of eternal life, the very wisdom of God. I want to be that way. Okay? The serpent said, has God said? Yes, he has. God has indeed spoken. His word is true and dependable. His word is not too complicated to understand. And when you obey it honestly, simply, straightforward, with faith and repentance in the mix, friend, you stay away from the tree that God said no for your own good. And you eat from the trees where God said, yes, you are free to eat from any of the trees of the garden that I've given you. 1 Corinthians 3.17, Paul says, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of the world is folly with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise are futile. Do you have a Bible? Did you bring it to church this morning? Just kind of hold that Bible real close to you. 
The Bible we hold so dear to our hearts is the living and abiding word of God. It is Christ in this book, the creator of the universe, embedded in human language. It is the best counsel, the greatest wisdom, the deepest science flows out of this book. Sir Isaac Newton, the father of modern science, studied more of the Bible than he did physics. And from the principles of scripture, he became the great truth seeker. You see, science is built upon the Bible because the Bible is truth. And science is the pursuit of truth. And this man of God deciphered the great equations of force and mass, of optics, because he spent time in the Bible. We will continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. So please stay tuned. If you would like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that at the close of our broadcast today. You can also attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend a live service in streaming format on that website. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxentanko in today's Reaching Your Heart. The world considers that holy book a fool's book. God has in this supernatural document the secrets for a happy life, And the way to receive eternal life in Jesus. It is clear. You know, the older I get, the more I want to understand my Bible. I'm not reading much of other books anymore. I have tons of books. I have thousands of books. And I have them packed away. I kind of lost my interest in them. You know what I'm reading now more and more and more? is this book here. I want to crack the chiastic code for the entire Bible before I die. And give it to the world. I'm serious, because it forms an information grid that's beyond smart, carried for centuries and finalized by the power of the living Christ in the 1820s when the Apocrypha was expunged for the final generation. And fools who don't believe that the Bible is capable of that complexity have lost their way long ago because God's word is not foolish. It's not left to the conniving of men. Peter says this is the living and abiding word of God. It's Christ given to us for the time of the end. That's why the Bible is precious. And there will be a people, the time of the end, who live by this book. I've not arrived there yet, but I want to get there, and I want to know more of my Bible and know Jesus through it. Matthew eleven twenty five. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. That's the universe. You know, the James Webb telescope is looking way back and sees more of it. Well, God's the Lord of it. Jesus is the creator of it. I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to babes. Yea, Father, for such was thy gracious will. All things have been delivered to me. And that's the word for the universe, panta in Greek. By my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And then the great invitation, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I hold all power in my hand, but when you really get to know me, you know I love you. That I'm gentle with you. I respect you. I want you to be my child and live forever. We have choices to make in life, do we not? And we must choose between two trees with two different kinds of wisdom. One is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
The devil always mixes good with evil to mess you up at the tree, to wrap you around just enough good to get you into an evil path. Avoid that tree. The other tree is the cross where Jesus died. That is the tree of life. It is the tree of God's word because he is the living word who died for us. And when you come to that tree, you leave the serpent behind. And you come to Jesus and you cherish his word above the wisdom of the world. At the cross, you see Jesus on that other tree. With all the knowledge of your good and evil, all the knowledge of the bad tree somehow inside of him, suffering for it all as if he were you, because he is on that beautiful tree of life now bloodied because of your and my sin. And on that tree, soaked in red, you hear the words of forgiveness from the creator of the universe. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. You and I know. Because we're hurting real bad. They don't have a clue. And right there in the darkness of the cross, somehow you see his feet. You see the serpent's fangs dug deep into his feet as Roman nails has wounded his feet. And thus in crushing the head of the serpent, he is wounded with the serpent's fangs. And there you see it. His wounded feet on the right tree for you. That is better choice by far than the other one, the serpent's tree. And the tree that is his cross is your right, your legal and relational right for unity with God, to be justified and accepted, for purity in this world, to be cleansed. Because from his side flows the blood and the water, the blood that covers your sin, the water that purifies, symbolizing the Holy Spirit, purifies a sinful life. Paul says, for freedom, Christ has set you free. God's not in the slavery business. He's in the freedom business. There is no freedom in disobedience to God's word. There's no freedom in willfully taking a course of sin. Friend, for freedom, Christ has set you free from the wrong tree, the wrong choices, the wrong kind of food, the wrong kind of life. Friend, Jesus says, come unto me. Come unto me. Eve sinned and Adam sinned because she came to the wrong tree and bought into the serpent's slick kind of wisdom talk that led to her death and Adam's death. Dear heart, come to Jesus. Stay there at the right tree and hug it tight. Put your arms around the cross and say, I'm not letting go of the tree of life. And stay there forever. Because eternal life forgiveness is sweet. The fruit of the knowledge of God's character is sweet. Submission to God and kneeling at the cross is the wisdom of God in Christ. And may you take to heart the lesson of the serpent and the lady and stay away from the snake that bites and strikes. How many are going to stay away from the snake? By God's power. On your knees, stay away from the snake. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, stay away from the snake and live forever for God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, as I bow my head, just in the quiet part of my heart, I know that I'm a sinner by nature. I've sinned by deed in my life. And if it weren't for your mercy, I wouldn't make it. So I'm not better than anybody here. I don't know if there's anyone like me out there. If you're like me, raise your hand. If you feel the same way. So, Father, I ask you to do something for me and for my friends here. 
Renew us today. Give us the Holy Spirit. Give us the assurance that the kindness of God is all sufficient to cover our failures in the past and that the goodness and Holy Spirit of God is all sufficient to keep us even as we stumble in life and we rise to be perfect in the end by the power of the living Christ. Thank you for being the God of the journey, not giving up on us. And so, Father, I lift up these dear people here. Could be someone needs to say to the Lord right now, I need surrender in my life, Lord. Please help me surrender. If you're praying that way, honestly, just raise your hand to God. Say, that's me, God. I'm praying that way. Now, Lord, others are struggling to raise a hand because they don't want to be seen. Well, no one's looking but you. Father, I pray that you will take every heart that needs you. Father, I raise my hand and I say, please accept me again in Jesus. If anyone wants to raise your hand with mine and pray that same prayer, just raise it. And Father, as you see those hands go up in our prayers, thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for working with us and give us the mind of Christ. Help us to stay away from the rotten tree, Lord, and stick to the cross in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening today. That will conclude The Snake and the Lady. Remember, many of these messages you can find online at reachingyourheart.com, and we hope that you'll join us up there. And next time, we get together for another Reaching Your Heart. We would really love it if you would join us for our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., either online or in person. If you would like to join us in person, the address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. That's 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you are certainly welcome to join us online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening, and we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.